of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods moving in storage studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. We help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality and host of the Dr. John Deloney podcast, which is... um, quite frankly, exploding in listenership. Thank you guys for joining him on that. It is an incredible podcast. They do a great job. Also, number one best-selling author and Ramsey Personality is my co-host today. Greg is going to start this hour. He is with us in Indianapolis. Hi, Greg. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, gentlemen. How are you doing? Better than we deserve, sir. What's up in your world? Well, um, my mother has just received a medical malpractice uh, settlement of about $125,000. My father is a degenerate gambler. Uh, we've been trying to explore ways that we could, uh, somehow legally, uh, keep this money so that it can last her for hopefully the rest of her life and, uh, to do it legally, uh, where he can't get a hold of it. And I was wondering what your advice might be. Is she still in relationship with him? Is she still married? Uh, she is. Uh, we've also explored that route, and it seems like it's it's going to stay that way. Uh, so I, I don't believe that that easiest, most sensible option is going to be an option. Hmm. Uh, I'm sure Dave and I can come up with some ideas about trusts and things like that. You're running into what I think is one of the hardest things that we have to deal with as finite beings which is wanting something for somebody else wanting healing or safety for somebody else who um, for a host of reasons does not choose that for themselves absolutely and it's 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 power it's a powerless feeling when you watch somebody you love stay in a relationship that's not safe it's powerless when you someone gets a like this gets a a, a a ticket out and they choose to stay in right it's tough 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 um uh, yeah especially mother and father um, oh gosh polar opposites in this situation it's, it's pretty bad yeah. e- even if you like even if she drew up a trust it immediately gave you the money gave it like whatever is she going to be able to keep herself from asking for it back or for cashing it out and giving him a little bit here and a little bit there uh, I think she will. Um, she's pretty much agreed uh, that she's willing to put it in my name or how my long, name how long along is with how my long brother. This, how long has this re- dysfunctional relationship been going on? Um, well, maybe forever. Uh, I, I didn't take notice until probably about six or seven years ago, maybe. Okay. Uh, when she, she retired, she, that's when it she became is, apparent. She's a completely codependent enabler. The chances of her telling him no over the next decade are close to zero. You're correct. Yeah. She's going to have to give you the money to give it away to her kids. Well, and then you're going to be the evil son when she comes to uh, you and wants her money. Well, I mean, all I'm really concerned about is uh, the legality of it. I don't want to step over the law as far as her be- him being her spouse and him having any rights to it. Yeah. And I also don't want something to happen to her and uh, he gets to end yep. his life in, in that way, you know? Yep. Yeah. So um, you would have to speak with some attorneys in your state. Are they in Indiana? 
Yes. Okay. You'd have to speak with some attorneys in Indiana to get some legal advice on how to properly do this and what the divorce laws are in most states. Most states, from my little bit of understanding of the law, and I'm not an attorney, say that when you are married, half of what you have is his and half of it's hers. And it really doesn't really matter where you put it at that point. As a matter of fact, if he if she gave it all to you, the courts might go, she gave it all to you and half of it was his and make you give right. it to him in the event of a divorce. Okay. Um, sure. and, and so, uh, if there's a, if there's a trust and she's the beneficiary of the trust and you are the trustee, um, he might have marital rights to that trust. I don't know. But, uh, in most, I'm, I'm amazed at, uh, the, one of the few things would be like if, um, if she brought this money into the marriage then they might protect it but it was they were already married when she got the money and in most states the law is going to give him access to half of it and undo almost anything you try to do okay the only thing that will actually protect her is divorce and so the problem is this they have uh so much bigger problem mathematically than one hundred twenty five thousand dollars Sure. And uh, so the, the, the only, the best news of this is, is it's making her face this yet again in a more real way and in a way that puts some weight on it for her to have to actually think about how screwed up this situation is. And so um, I'm so sad for all of you. It's just heartbreaking. Um, but, I, you know, meet with an estate attorney and see if, under the laws of Indiana, if there's a way you can keep his hands off of it by moving it around somewhere into a trust or into your name or whatever. Um, I mean, she can gift it to you, but I think the gift could be undone in a divorce court in most states. Have you? I understand. Um, I'm assuming that the way you talked about your old man, that this is this ship has sailed, but is there something to be, to be said for sitting down with him and saying, this is not for you, this is to keep you all alive for the next 15 years? Uh, this type of thing has been tried. Okay. And, uh, you know, my dad's always kind of been an honorable man, but this has completely uh, erased all of that. Yeah, that's um, what an addiction really, does. Addictions turns, uh, yeah, turns people it, uh, into liars and manipulators. Absolutely. Um, but being able to tell her, that this advice came straight from Dave and John will be great. Okay. And, uh, I appreciate you guys uh, telling me what you think about it. Um, well, I'm sorry. I think the, the only way I can, to my knowledge of, of 30 years being in the financial planning world, to my knowledge in most States with the way divorce law works, as I understand it again, I want you to, you're welcome to double check the legality of this because I could be wrong. Okay. But I don't think I am. My, to my knowledge, the only way to protect this money is a divorce, and the divorce court likely would say, "You in might this only case, be protecting half of it, right? You might be protecting half of it, but it might say, hey, this was awarded to her recently. Mm-hmm. He has this situation, but if you wait five years, they're not going to do that.' That's right. Okay, so if right. you, you know, I, I think that would protect it probably, but I'm not even sure then. And, so, and, and Greg, 
you have to come to terms with the fact that you can't want her to be well more than she wants to be well. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can want it, but it's not going to affect that change. And at some point, you've got to open your hands here because you're going to put yourself in an early grave trying to get somebody else to change their life, which you can't do. She thinks she's being kind by going along with all this, and she's being unkind to everyone involved. Herself included. Exactly. This is The Ramsey Show. Best-selling author of the book Own Your Past, Change Your Future, Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Chris is with us in New York. Hi, Chris. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Dave. How you doing? Great. How can we help? So I called you about a year ago. Um, I uh, just to fill you in of where I am right now. I'm uh, I have full time uh, full custody of my daughter. I work full time and I have two part time jobs. Um, I I'm uh, working. I'm looking to buy a house, and uh, from what I'm listening to, everyone, all the financial people that I hear on the radio are saying, "Wait one year, about a year, it should be about the right time to buy." Now, uh, my question to you is: I have uh, I work for a good company. Uh, they're offering me this uh, first time home buyers program. I'm not a. Um, I'm not 100% sure if that's, you know, the name of it, but uh, that's basically what it is. And uh, they uh, they said all I need basically to buy a house is uh, 3% and the cost of the down payment. Uh, not the down payment. Uh, 3% and the cost of the, clo- uh, the closing cost. Do you think that's a good idea? Well, I don't know what the terms of the deal are. Uh, there's lots of different kinds of first-time homebuyer programs out there. 3% plus closing costs is, is the same thing an FHA loan is. Yeah, what's the benefit? There's no big benefit to that that I can hear. Um, are you debt-free? Yes, sir, I am. Good. And you have your emergency fund in place? Yes, sir. Okay. Then if you can buy a home and if you get into this further and figure out that it's a great deal... Uh, if there's some other benefits to it, but it sounds like it's just an FHA loan to me. I don't know what it. I don't know what they're what the company is contributing in their program that they have. You got to figure that out because what you described there I, I is nothing they, special. I, yeah, I believe they said they they would help uh, pay twenty five thousand dollars towards uh, off the um, the cost of the house. Okay, well that would be and, a lot. Yeah, <laughs> that would probably yeah, cover um, a lot of your down payment, right? Uh, uh, yeah, my my question is... Uh, when do you have to repay that, or uh, do you? Uh, I don't think I do. It, it's a pretty good company. They they uh, it's a it's a lumber yard. We're uh, the biggest on Long Island, and uh, they uh, they said they would contribute to uh, the economy out in Long Island, mm-hmm. and uh, they they want to help out their employees. Um, That's pretty strong. They uh, yeah. No, no it's a as great, far as as far company. as the experts saying to wait a year, I wouldn't. Because the house prices are going to be higher one year from now than they are now. You think they're going to be higher? I'm almost positive they're going to be higher. 
No, they. Uh, well, they, they're saying like wait because the. Uh, There's a lot of these that are stupid. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Chris. Yeah. As so a guy who just sits by Dave, um, he uses this weird thing called math and data, and it's unnerving sometimes. But usually, he's right. Yeah. So, I mean, here's the deal. We have uh, one fourth of the inventory available that we had in 2008, and we have six x the buyers that we had in 2008. Now, 2008 house prices went down because the supply demand curve was not what it is now. But right now, what I'm explaining to you is, is there is a greater demand than there is a supply. In that case, with any item, it never goes down in price. When lots of buyers are chasing few items, it always goes up in price. That's how we saw a 29% increase in 2020, an 18% increase in house prices in 21. 22 appears to be 7 to 8% is what we're going to end at, and 23 is projected to be 4 to 5% increase. So the talking, blabbering fools that don't know that data are who they are that you're listening to you can do whatever you want to do i'm I doesn't, it's not going to affect me at all but i'm not waiting a year to buy a house if i'm going to buy a house waiting on it to come down you're going to be sorely disappointed if you do sounds like you have a very unusually cool company uh, i've never heard of a company pay twenty five thousand dollars for somebody's house before and i've been doing this 30 years i've got a very cool company we do a lot of unbelievably cool things for our people and i haven't done that one and i was about to say dave where were you on that one man <laughs> <laughs> nope not that cool not as cool as his company if that's the definition of cool so yeah i mean wow pretty impressive all right samuel's with us in houston hey samuel what's up hey dave hey john thank you all for everything you do and so, so good to talk to you sure what's up uh two years ago i had a good paying job a family three kids a house and um, uh, no debt and about $10,000 in savings or so. Um, around that same time, I went through a very bad divorce, um, had to resign from my job to care for my three kids that I have full custody over. Uh, we had to relocate. I live now in your family, and so things are better. And uh, over, the, over the last six months, I've gotten myself, you know, back to where things are, you know, no one's starving, bills are paid, et cetera. Um, the, during that period, I very, very foolishly uh, borrowed quite a bit of money and now I'm in the hole. And the, my question for y'all pertains to two particular uh, personal loans through Lending Club amounting roughly to about $15,000. Um, the interest rate on those two, both those loans. Wait a minute, you, wait, let me stop you. I want to make sure that everyone hears real clearly what you just said. Lending Club was not a blessing. No. Okay. No, I just want to make sure folks understood that. Okay. Because they're so sweet. Um, they're so sweet. I mean, like SoFi, right? They've got all these little sweet right. people doing little dances in their commercials and crap. And then when you actually talk to their customers, they go, they screwed me. So I just want to make sure everybody no, heard that I, yeah. loud and clear. I want to put names with oh, that. Yes, sir. Okay. Now, so you got $15,000 yes, in debt, and your income went before all hell broke loose in your life was what? It was uh, $50,000 a year. Uh, I'm actually $30,000 in debt, and that is at a 30, 35% interest rate. Um, it goes up every day. I made a plan yesterday to pay it all off uh, by May of next year called them to walk through it and found out that my projections were wrong because uh today if i were to pay them today i'd be paying them thirty thousand dollars if i pay them yeah. in so May, wait, wait, wait. what did you did you stop a second stop a second what did you say you used to make fifty thousand dollars a year and what do you make now um I'll, I'll be lucky if i make 25 right now okay uh what did you used to do sir i was a music director 
um, a church musician, and um, I the, the the gig I was in was particularly sweet. I got in there through some major connections that wasn't no, it really easy wasn't. To get. I mean, fifty thousand dollars a year doesn't fall in the bucket of particularly sweet. It's okay, it's great, but um, I, I sure I five hundred thousand dollars a year falls under the head of hitting a particularly sweet. So. Um, <laughs> So what you you know what you've got really, dude, is two things. You have a structure problem with the debt, and the second mm-hmm. thing is with having the hell beat out of you for the last three years, you've kind of stopped believing in you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that feeling when I went broke. It took me a little while to start believing in me again from the trauma. Is mm-hmm. that okay? Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, because there's a bazillion jobs out there right now that pay more than the stinky one you've got. Uh, Dave, if you don't mind my putting this out there, I the, the, I'm currently working two jobs, and right now it keeps us afloat. And my obligations to my children—I mean, everything is working. Mm-hmm. It's just the debt that's killing. At no, the, moment. the, the uh, reason the debt is killing you is you don't make any money. Yes, that's if, true. If we can double your income, this problem goes away very quickly, and we really should be able to without destroying your family life. But you're white knuckling trying to make math work that doesn't work. Yeah, and it's that's why you called because it's not working. It's blowing your brains up, right? I mean, you're just like you're, you're scrambled eggs, and so I, I remember this feeling. It's stress induced. So uh, anyway, let me let let me step back a second. But number one, I'm going to tell you that what I'm going to do is go apply for ten credit cards and get five of them and move this debt from freaking lending tree which now it sounds more like a payday lender the way they're screwing you over you've got to get this mm-hmm. off of their books and move it somewhere else okay. where it's more of a normal if you had an 18 percent credit card debt it'd be superior to what you got now <laughs> it really would so let's go get some credit <laughs> yes, cards and then i'm going to send you a copy of ken coleman's book i'm running out of time john i'm sorry but um wish we had more time with him paycheck to purpose dude you've got to work on the income side of your equation you've got to believe in you enough again to go get better jobs the ones you have are horrible lots of things out there paying 20 25 right now target is paying 25 and they suck Are you sick of planned obsolescence? You know, when companies make products crappy, so you have to buy more of their crappy products. Well, me too. And it's why I love companies like Grip6. Grip6 is all about quality products meant to last forever. That's why their comfortable, bulk-free belts, slimline wallets, and lightweight wool socks all come with a lifetime warranty and simple returns and exchanges. So check them out at Grip6.com today and get up to 20% off with the promo code RAMSEY. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, is my co-host today in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage. Patrick and Beth are with us. Hey, guys. How are you? Hey, Hi. Dave. Welcome. Where do you live? 
Uh, Midland, Michigan. Oh, yeah, fun. Welcome to Nashville. And here to do a debt-free scream, how much did you pay off? $245,000. Yay. And how long did this take? Two years. Good for you. Boom, knocking it out. <laughs> and your range of income during that time? 190000 mm-hmm. to 250000 Nice jump in two years. What do you guys do for a living? Uh, we are in medical sales. Both of you? Mm-hmm. Both of us. Okay. Yeah. So uh, what do you attribute the $60,000 increase in pay? Y'all just sold a whole bunch of more medical? <laughs> so, <laughs> he sells medical plexiglass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the bulk of it was really that uh, Beth changed jobs. Oh. So she went to a different position. Yep. Ah, that's much more lucrative then. That's mm-hmm. exactly right. Yeah, well to go. Good for you guys. Fun, fun, fun. Excellent. Proud of you. Oh, so Okay, so what kind of debt is this 245000 This was our house, Dave. Yeah! Yeah. Weirdos. <laughs> yes. A couple of weirdos with us. I love it. All right, weirdos. How old are you? I'm um, 37. And I will be 40 next month. That was our main goal, to do it before I turn 40. And you did? Yes. We did. Okay, so what's this house worth? Um, uh, so we actually just talked to one of your ELPs, and it's between 550 and 600. Okay. And how much in your retirement accounts? Uh, between 600 and 650. So you are Baby Steps Millionaires. We are there. We are. Yep, easy and then some <laughs> before you're 40. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love you guys. You're amazing. Okay. How much of this uh, is due to you stealing the money? Uh, zero. <laughs> None. Okay. Because most everybody knows the rich people are crooks, right? Yes. Yeah. And you don't look like crooks to me. So, uh, wow, you guys. Congratulations. Thank you. Man. Thank you. I'm kind of speechless because you're not even 40 yet. And you're millionaires. And I just keep looking at these three little kids. And when you said we're millionaires, they smiled, which means y'all have had this conversation. Yes, we which have. Is that, I mean, I'm just watching a legacy change right in front of me. It's beautiful. <laughs> well, what was the hardest part about this journey? Uh, you know, for me, it was really um, just trying to stay motivated um, through that two years. And so being the mortgage, it was, you know, we'd go to the bank once a month and make a big payment. And I'm kind of a rip the bandaid off kind of guy. So I wanted to make that next payment and that next payment. So just waiting that 30 days to make that next payment was really the, really tough for me. So actually what I did was started making payments every two two weeks. That okay. way I could kind of get that, you know, that high of, of making that payment and then just wait another two weeks rather than having to wait an entire month. This guy, got a, he got a dopamine hit nice. making payments. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I, yeah. I hated, I hated that bank so much. I'm so, telling you, yeah. that's a good bank to hate right there. <laughs> Well done. What was your favorite, um, in retrospect now, what was your favorite disagreement over the last few years? Mm. Because, I mean, $250,000 y'all paid off. Y'all could have done a lot of fun stuff with that money. We we could have, but, I mean, it was definitely worth it. Um, You know, I've got got a great wife, and uh, probably one of the biggest disagreements is, um, I guess she, she wanted to get her hair done. Yeah. And I'm such a cheapo that it was always... Well, you don't have any you hair. You don't have any. No, no her, no, her <laughs> getting hair. I know. I, did. I know. Getting so your hair done often is I don't is get a say expensive. in my wife's hair. <laughs> I don't have any. I think, <laughs> yeah, he's right. I, I would say that, yeah. Um, it was, you know, the, those little things. We were huge in budgeting. We weren't previously. Um, where it was, we did... We kept track of where our money went mm-hmm. at the end of the month, but eventually we told our money where to go, and that was huge. Yeah. Um, How'd you get connected up with the Ramsey Way, this whole process with us? Yeah, so actually, um, I was introduced to you about 13, 14 years ago when I started dating this girl that was reading the Total Money Makeover, oh. and <laughs> she was working on getting some credit card debt out of the way, 
And I just, at that point in my life, I, wa I wasn't ready to follow someone else's plans because I thought I was just too smart. And so fast forward, I convinced that girl to marry me. And then we lived the next nine years of marriage just being normal. And then one day I was driving down the road and one of my coworkers, uh, she said, you know, maybe you should find a podcast to listen to because I was sick of listening to the same songs over and over. And so at that point in time, I was looking at how do I start a zero down uh, real estate portfolio? And so I typed into the podcast, financial podcast, and up came the Dave Ramsey show. So I thought, hey, I remember this guy. So I downloaded the, the podcast and the first uh, show that I listened to was a Dave rant. And you were talking about be a victim in your story. And that really hit home with me. And then you started talking about leaving a legacy and changing your family tree. And that's really where something just snapped inside of me. And so I actually went home and I had about $20,000 in student loan debt at that time. We had a big, big savings account because we thought that's what safety was. And so I told Beth, we're gonna pay off this student loan debt. And we sat down that night at the computer, paid it off. She's like, who are you and what have you done with my husband? <laughs> she was just waiting for me. Man, I've heard of women playing a long game. That was well played. Yeah. That's yeah. a long time. She knew it was in there. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah, I've had your book since 2009. Took us a while, but we got <laughs> and, there. And so yeah. then once we paid the student loan debt off, it was like, that was too easy. So what was next was the mortgage. And I knew that in order to really make that change behaviorally, I had to have some kind of sacrifice. So that's where I got the idea of, you know what, let's just tackle this mortgage. Mm -hmm. And it started off as a, a five-year plan and then quickly became, you know, a two-year journey. So Boom. You got addicted to the making payments. That's thing. exactly yeah. right. Wow. Yeah. Well, have progress. It'll hook you. Yeah. And, and especially our kids. So our kids were huge motivation for us. Um, I can remember, so my, my daughter, she would help color in the bricks on, on the chart that we were using. Mm -hmm. And early on in the process, I had just made like a you know four or five thousand dollar payment at the bank so i was i was walking pretty high and i came home and, and madison she'd colored in a couple of bricks and then she looked at me and she said dad we've got to do more <laughs> <laughs> so, love it madison jack them up i yeah. love it all right how's it feel to be completely free uh i don't think it's fully set in uh but it's 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 incredible yeah. i mean it's just just waking up every morning knowing that you know, no matter what happens, a pandemic, whatever, nobody's taking our house. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Congratulations, guys. Changes everything. So yes. proud of y'all. Thank, Thank you. You are amazing. All right, bring the kiddos up and let's introduce them. We've got a copy of Baby Steps Millionaires for you. Uh, how Ordinary People Built Extraordinary Wealth, how so, you can too. These guys did it. They're 40 years old. We're going to give you another copy of it or give you a copy of it. You should be in there. And a Financial mm -hmm. Peace University membership for a year. Uh, you're welcome to give any of this away if you want and uh, get somebody else's journey started. And also a Total Money Makeover book totally for you to give away because you've already got one. So <laughs> that, Thank that's you, amazing. Thanks, so, all right. What are the kids' names and ages? So this is Madison. She's nine. This is – which one are you? This is Henry, he's six, and this is Hugh, and he is six as well. Oh, a couple twins. A couple of mm -hmm. twins. That's why we got to look and see who they are. And <laughs> Madison is the lady with the bricks. She's like, yes. Dad, we got to do more. Way to go, yep. Madison. Way to go, Madison. You're amazing. Very cool. Hey, you guys changed your family tree. I'm so proud of you. It's a complete, we're looking at the picture of a legacy right in front of us. <laughs> Not even 40 years old. Yep. So very powerful. Well, well done. Patrick and Beth, Madison, Henry, and Hugh. 245000 paid off, housing everything, in the process becoming Baby Steps millionaires. They did it in two years, making 190 to 250 Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. Ready, guys? 
Three, two, one. We're debt free! Yeah! Woo! <laughs> oh, fabulous. Oh, man. Dave, how do we have to have this talk real quick? What are we supposed to say about getting our wives getting their hair their hair done? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> um, but the uh, uh, but here's the thing: the 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 spouse that is on board is going to uh, always control and be reasonable about any expenses. Um, and so, if I've got an expense, it wouldn't be hair with me, obviously. It'd be something else that's associated, and I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna limit that because we 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 have a goal. That's right. So I'm gonna limit if I'm the, the lady, the hair, the nails, and stuff to a reasonable level. Uh, maybe scaled back from normal to be able to hit the bigger goal. It's part of the spirit of the process of doing this together. But yeah, I don't get to go in and say you don't know. I don't have that option. This is the Ramsey Show. John Deloney, host of the Dr. John Deloney Show, number one best-selling author, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Our question of the day comes from Blinds.com. They have a 100% satisfaction guarantee that means even if you mismeasure, you mess up, you pick the wrong color, you mess up like I have, uh, they'll remake your window blinds for free. It's a you-screwed-up guarantee. Yeah, you get free samples, free shipping, and new promos all the time. You'll save even more. Always use the promo code Ramsey. It's magic. You'll get a better deal. All right, today's question comes from Melissa in Wisconsin. She says, I've been following the baby steps, and I'm very proud of how I've grown financially and personally. I have no debt, and I'm saving for retirement. During college, the relationship with one of my parents became very strained, and that parent took out a $20,000 Sally Mae student loan without consulting other family members. This parent is the only person on the loan, and my name is not on it. I know legally I'm not obligated to pay it back, but morally, what are your opinions on me paying it back to this parent? We've been estranged for years due to other circumstances, and I used the money in college for books and room and board. I've tried to consult other close Christian friends and my counselor who did not think I am obligated to pay it back since this person has made very poor financial decisions, multiple bankruptcies, and has not respected boundaries with me. What are your thoughts? I've got... I'll start. You start. You're, you're stuttering. Yes. Okay. You're stammering. I've got a, a strong you feeling You have a lot this. of thoughts. I do. Um Okay, let me there's a lot of a lot of different words we can use here. I would agree with your counselor that you are not obligated to pay it back morally or ethically. But it has nothing to do with the other person's behavior. It has everything to do with the deal that was made. They took out a loan without your knowledge and without you promising to pay it. Therefore, you do not owe it. You did not handshake, you did not verbally you did not, certainly not on paper, and certainly legally did not sign for it. So you're not legally, ethically, or morally obligated to pay this loan, period. It has nothing to do 
with being estranged. It has nothing to do with, it, it, it makes it weirder. It has nothing to do with the other person's financial misbehavior and bankruptcies. That makes it weirder. But none of that is your fault and does not change your moral obligation one way or the other. Your moral obligation is based on your promise that was never made by you. And so you don't have a moral, ethical, or legal obligation. Now, if you want to be generous for some reason or another, then we can talk about it. But it's not an obligation. I I like that you said that. Here's where I was struggling with this. Let's say you did, Melissa, let's say you did take this money out and you shook hands, hey, mom, I need some more money for room and board, and books have gotten more expensive. And your mom said, great, I'm going to take out this loan, this Parent PLUS loan, and you can just pay it back even though you don't qualify to take out your own loan. Great. Then you, then you would pay it. And she ends up making very poor financial decisions, has multiple bankruptcies. Doesn't, doesn't matter. Respect you pay it anyway. Doesn't matter. That's right. So this external behavior is mm-hmm. not... I'm not going to let that affect my moral cause here. Um, I'm with you, Dave. The reason I took pause here is I'm thinking in my situation, if I have a parent who's struggling, they got me through college. I'm just torn on it. I'm just torn on it. I would probably try to figure out a way to pay it back. It would just be generosity, though. It's not an obligation. That's right. And in my mind, too, it would be a, how does it affect your particular life? Okay, you have $2 million in checking, well, write a check and pay it off. Write the check. Okay. It's, yeah, yeah. it's like buying a biscuit. Right. Okay. You have no money, and you're just now coming out of baby step three, just starting. You're 26 years old. And your mom's killed. You make $75,000 a year. And you no, know, her, her voice in your head that you haven't even heard in a long time in person is guilt tripping you. Mm-hmm. Uh, then no, that's just uh, psychological backflips. There you go. You're just doing you're just doing gymnastics in your own brain. Yep. There, like somehow it's going to make her okay. Somehow it's going to make your relationship okay. That you wave this magic money wand over it and everything's going to be okay. Nope, right. not going to happen. Uh, and so this does come down to two things. Number one is, are you obligated? The answer is no. Number two, do you want to be generous? And for me, if I were in your shoes, that would be that it's not a big deal that you can that twenty thousand dollars you're you're a doc and you make four hundred thousand a year now i don't know what whatever scenario we don't have her income or her net worth here um but uh you know i kind of smell in the verbiage that this is a 26 year old making less than a hundred thousand dollars a year and doesn't have any money well and to add on to that this feels like and, and dave we don't talk about this enough we probably should the number of parents who mortgage their souls for the kids to go to school and they circle back 10, 15 years later asking kids, where's my, I need that money. or hey, without, took, without having a deal. With, we never had a deal. We, I got you through college. Now mm-hmm. I'm looking at my retirement. Hey, I put $20,000 on the line. When are you going to pay me back? And well, that's the same idiot though that, that, um, it's common, man. that says you owe me because I changed your diaper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's the same. You know, I fed you when you were three. Shut up. You signed up for that. That's right. You know, that's not that's just bull right there. <laughs> so, uh sorry, mom. That's how this works. Yeah. Um, you know, but the uh um <laughs> Yeah. So, a um, lot lot of stuff going on here, but but I think I don't want to be the psychologist here. You're that you're that's your job, but in my mind it sounds like um you probably intellectually rise, but some part of your little girl self, Melissa, 
wants it to be that the script is rewritten if you write a $20,000 check that suddenly mom's okay and your relationship with mom's okay. And that's not going to happen. And it's not ever going to be the same. That's right. That house burned. Yes. And now you got to build something new. And if part of you building something new is, I'm going to go back to everybody who played a role in my life and I'm going to be generous to them. That's cool. That could be a part of your house that you're building for you into the future. Exactly. It's not going to save mom. It's not got anything to do it's with not gonna save them. Mom. That's right. This has got to do with you. That's right. Yeah. But it's not a moral, ethical, Christian obligation that you pay someone else's debt. That's right. It's that simple, and that's what a parent plus loan is. And then I think it is good. One more time, let's circle back for the sake of people listening because we have a student loan crisis that is of epic proportions. Moms and dads do not take out student loans of any kind and do not take out a parent plus loan and then saddle your kid with it when they're 30 suddenly at Thanksgiving dinner. Okay? That's relationship Russian roulette, number one. Number two, it's morally, ethically wrong. Number three, it's financially stupid. Okay, don't do that. And so, uh, you know, this idea that that you know the get, send the kid to college at any cost, including the cost of all our futures, mine and yours. We're going to all go deeply in debt so you can get a degree in left-handed puppetry. And so, it will, this has got to stop. It will work out for me down the road. Like I'm, I'm, I'm cashing out some of my retirement so that you can make take it all okay for all of us. Yeah, you can take care of me because you'll be the. The one that gets an NFL contract. It just doesn't work that way. No, yeah. it doesn't work that it's way. Tough, you can buy mom my house later. No, that's not how it works, darling. Yeah, that can get real, real tough. Uh, Kevin Hart has a great bit about that. About it's not a bit. It's very serious. About he got his first royalty check for I think it was two hundred fifty thousand bucks, and he said in his head it was oh fantastic. Now I can get mom a car. I can get mom a house. I can get brother a house. I can go ahead and get myself take. And then after the manage- management took their cut, and after the agent took their cut, and after Uncle Sam took their cut, it was not nearly the amount of money, right? And so yeah. we get to count and play a monopoly in our yeah. head with this imaginary stuff that's going to come down the road, and it just doesn't work out oh, that this, way. This families get confused. I was with a friend of mine this weekend that's um, uh, his, um, his uh, one of his parents passed away, mm-hmm. and he's trying to protect the mom because he said now that, that dad's gone, uh, all these uh, people, and he named the ethnicity, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, will be coming around mom. And we've got to protect mom from these people, mm-hmm. you know, and it's family within that particular culture. Mm-hmm. And he said, I got to protect mom from that. Mm-hmm. And because uh, they're going to come. Gotcha. They, 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 you know, dad's gone. They're going to smell. There's there's money and it must Family's be there. Coming. That's right. The sharks are circling, you know. Yeah. Yeah, money and it must be there because the old man's gone. Now we can get the old lady. She's a soft touch. We can get the money out of her. Yikes. Yeah. Woo. Wow. That's the thing, man. It's the thing. You people and your families. <laughs> Mine's perfect, Dave. <laughs> hey, you know the saying around Ramsey, if you think there's not crazy in your family, then it's you. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, it's John Deloney, co-host of The Ramsey Show. Did you know over 18 million people listen to The Ramsey Show every week? A lot of those people listen on one of our 600-plus radio stations across the country. To find a station near you, go to RamseySolutions.com show.